Welcome to From the Cryptoverse, the podcast where we bring you up to speed on the news, developments, and innovations from the Cryptoverse. I'm Trevor. And I'm Jacquez. And uh, Jacquez, what are we talking about today? I hear that it's something like crypto adjacent. Yeah, so we're talking about the power of AI. AI is crazy nowadays. AI can pretty much shoot out a whole movie skit, can spit out resume templates, can shoot out just about anything that you need the AI to do. And, and you know, it's gotten even... It's gotten like scary, like what it can spit out because I come from the world of making content and writing. And I know sort of that's what we engage in a lot of our day and for writing like a social post about crypto or writing a blog post about crypto. You don't even have to think anymore in a lot of cases. You can just ask the AI to do it and it will spit out something that sounds like it was written by a human, which is as somebody who is employed to be able to make content, um, that is a little scary, but it's definitely good, I think. <laughs> but I think that's going to be like but where we land on a lot of this conversation is, yeah. wow, that's really cool. But is 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 this power that we should all have? <laughs> it just feels a little scary. Yeah, definitely. When I, I was uh, – I saw a post from um, – I think it was one of the founders of Blockworks, the the big crypto publication. And he was talking about AI and why he doesn't let AI write the news. And he put in a prompt of like, why, or write me a, an informed article on Sam Bankman-Fried. And obviously the AI spit out something that was very positive on SBF and very something that would have been written pre uh, collapse of FTX. So there definitely are some kinks to be worked out. Um, but, you know, the way that we've used it in a lot of our instances is you give the AI a prompt and it spits out something. And then as long as you're there for editorial and to make sure that it spit it out right, like, I don't know. I mean, how long would it take you to write a blog post if you weren't using AI? Theoretically, it would take me about an hour. Yeah. But like an AI will do it in like five seconds. It's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's crazy. It's not even like half the time. It's like not even enough time for you to think about what you want to say and the AI has already done it. And, exactly. And we're just talking about blog posts, like one use case. I know we were talking about AI's ability to do imagery the other day um, and how crazy that's gotten. You sent me something about the like the new open AI imagery that it can create. Yeah, so uh, this new software called ChatGPT by OpenAI. Okay. And, um, you know, it pretty much includes everything that you mentioned as far as the writing content capability. But this AI takes it a step further. So not only uh, including, you know, the, the writing capability and the imagery, but including things like debugging codes and resume templates and friend chats and movie templates, like movie <laughs> skits, like the... Um, you know, just the possibility and, 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 and things that you can do is just limitless with this. Yeah. And that's, I think that's, what's, what's crazy is like for a long time, cause I used to cover AI, uh, in my job. And yeah. when I would write about AI, like the distinction we always talked about making was machine learning and AI is only trained to do one thing. So like you can have an AI that does a really good job of, for example, making toast, but that same AI wouldn't be able to cook scrambled eggs or something. Exactly. But like with this thing you sent me for the new GPT-3, it feels like like it's maybe all under the umbrella of content, 
but it can do imagery. It can do text. It can write stories. It can do everything. And it just, that's where it starts getting scary for me when these AIs aren't just doing what we told them to do. And I, and I get that there's a team behind her telling this AI to do all these different <laughs> things, but it just, it just feels like it can do too many <laughs> things yeah, at once. Exactly. It, yeah. It, well, and so I think like, cause obviously we got to tie this back to crypto somehow. Um, you know, it, there's a few ways I can think of like how this relates to the crypto space. It, it one democratizes like opinions and I need to explain what I mean by that. But anybody like anybody can invest in crypto and crypto really democratized finance for a lot of people. But as people are creating these cryptocurrencies and thinking of ideas for crypto and trying to be crypto thought leaders, they don't need to actually be that. They can just use an AI to be that. Exactly. <laughs> AI, you know, pretty much be the thought leader for them. Yeah. And well, think about like, what if somebody's thinking up, and I know we're probably beyond the times where anybody could launch a coin and make a bunch of money. But think about if we had this five years ago, how crazy crypto would have gotten where people were doing uh, ICOs with coins they thought up with, they just told the AI, hey, think up of a coin, <laughs> you know, that, that, that would do well. And then they just launched it. Like, it, I don't know. It's and just I weird. Actually, and I actually seen an example like this on Twitter where it pretty much was the, the same exact use case that you just mentioned. Okay. Where the, um, you know, where the user had told the template to create an a ICO for me as well as a white paper that will, uh, you know, do well. And, it's, it, you know, pretty much uh, had a whole white, plate, white paper template. It covered everything, and I was like, man, like, what if they use this and we didn't even know? <laughs> well, yeah, like, like, think about, you could ask an AI, like, if you were creating a, a protocol or something, you can ask an AI to develop a proper, like, burn rate uh, for coins, you know, all, all these different, like, factors. It could, you know, take on whatever machine learning connections it's got to how crypto typically works, what's failed in the past, what's not worked, and try to develop a protocol that, that works and, you know, is somewhat fail-proof. But <laughs> to the point we brought up about that article writing positive things about SBF, it, what's weird or, like, hard to get around with AI in its current state is all these machine learning connections we can't, like, see because they weren't coded. The machine coded them. The, the algorithms coded them. Mm -hmm. So we don't actually know how it's making the decisions and what content it's making. Uh, even the developers don't. They just, they, they write algorithms that then writes the code. Um, we just know what it outputs. So we can't like, I don't know. I, <laughs> it's just interesting to see where we go from here because I feel like we're coming over that uncanny valley where we could tell something was written by an AI. Yeah. And we're now getting to the point where the output of a competent human is the exact same as the output of an AI governed by an incompetent human. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But one thing that I should mention, uh, I'm not 100% sure, um, but I'm pretty sure that open AIs code base is an open source so okay. you, can go, you can go in and view you know what the algorithm what what the algorithm is actually about okay First, like a, a TikTok algorithm uh, where, oh, sure you know like code or was or was closed based or you can't you know view anything or you can't even see how the algorithm you know algorithms yep yep no that makes sense well and so you know open source is a big thing especially when it comes to crypto um you know and i think it's a huge component especially as we dive 
into these sort of scary territories where we've been talking about with with AI sort of <laughs> being a little bit scary in what it can do. Making all of that software open source, um, I think, is the right direction for both AI, but also crypto as a whole, where we can sort of understand, um, you know, understand what's actually going on behind the scenes. And, you know, when you look at the crypto ecosystem, isn't that sort of what DeFi is aiming to do as a as opposed to like centralized exchanges? Exactly. Uh, making everything transparent, as well as getting rid of the middleman. So not trusting, you don't have to trust, making everything trustless and permissionless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's, I mean, that's probably where we need to head after the developments of of recent centralized exchange collapse. And I, I suspect we'll have more to talk about in the, uh, in the coming weeks to months, unfortunately. Uh, but, you know, I know we both wanted to take a break from covering bear market news, which is plentiful right now. Exactly. Uh, we, we were talking before this episode launched, uh, you know, figuring out what we were going to talk about and how we were going to go about um, sharing what we wanted to. And we're like, man, it's there was so much more cool news to talk about when, when everybody's making money and, and everything keeps going to the moon. Uh, but now it just seems to be, what, all FTX... All Genesis. Yeah, just all bad news. But, but, but. But? But, but. <laughs> the silver lining out of all of this um, commotion right now is is uh, DeFi and decentralized yeah. exchanges. And, um, you know, what I mean by that is that um, in the month of November alone, decentralized exchanges, which are also called DEXs, have seen the 79% increase overall from the month month of October versus um, the centralized components such as you know centralized exchanges mm-hmm. like FTX, Binance, which has seen the you know increase of only sixteen point seven percent. Yeah, no, that's I mean that's that's big to see. Not just like the crypto bro say like you should self custody and use DEXs, uh, but to see the actual data behind it to to underscore that shift. Man. Um, Women well, lie, but numbers do not lie. <laughs> yeah, no, they don't. Well, so I think, like, thinking back to when I first got into crypto, and, and we talked about this, I think, in one of our, like, first or second episodes, where the biggest hurdle was just how complex everything was and how much learning curve it took to be comfortable, like, self-custodying or even trading on an exchange back then. I think that's probably, like, the next hurdle that DEXs have to go through of, okay, the the protocols have sort of been fire tested the implementation and the need for decentralized exchanges is definitely apparent and now we're sort of at this point where okay centralized exchanges for maybe for a lot of intents and purposes has sort of failed in a lot of people's eyes and now the masses sort of have to be able to adopt dexes and sort of the self-custody world the dex world um, and sort of understand and feel comfortable with that before we see sort of the next bull market rise Agreed. I agree. 100%. Yeah. Well, um, that brings us to the end of this episode of From the Cryptoverse. If you'd like to speak to us, please send us an email at trevorlegible.io. Uh, and hopefully this was a thought-provoking episode. I know it was uh, a little bit uh, beside crypto, but hopefully we tied it back and it was uh, interesting to you. If you haven't tried out one of those AI tools we talked about or any of the ones on the market, definitely give it a try. It will blow your mind of what's capable. Uh, And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and follow us where you listen to your podcasts. Until next time, this has been 
from the Cryptoverse.